and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are returning to the Untold series on Netflix with episode two, Deal with the Devil, directed by Laura Brownson. We covered the Malice at the Palace episode back in August. Oh, wow. It was a while ago. This one is much more extreme and tells the story of Christy Martin, and it seemed perfect for Women's History Month. <laughs> yes, it was a definitely a... Uh girl power <laughs> we start off in 1986 in west virginia at a tuffman competition christy renea salters who was born on june 12 1968 started boxing on a dare from her classmates in college i like, wish like, like i had do. like anyone dare me to do something that made me successful yeah she has had no training but she's scrappy she's been getting into fights since she was a kid so she's yeah, Not she knows, just a little, knows how yeah. to throw a punch. Yeah. She kicks ass and wins three consecutive titles, scoring her $300. <laughs> oh, is the $8 wine really good? <laughs> the $8 wine is delicious, by the way. Oh, man. It's one of those you might have to mix with a Mountain Dew. Is that a thing? Uh, it is when you're trashy like me and only buy cheap-ass wine. <laughs> didn't know we were allowed to mix it yes was is it mexico where they mix it with coke oh that sounds amazing yeah i'll use if it's like really bad i'll throw like a seltzer or mountain dew in it sometimes sometimes bubbles help (laughs) but i'm trash so it's it's definitely (laughs) it's tart yes real tart um so that's enough about the wine (laughs) Carlo Rossi, it's you haven't I mean, been pouring a drunk until <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot of wine for nine dollars. <laughs> Got me through my twenties. <laughs> so, um, yeah, three hundred bucks for like three fights. That that's pretty good for not really doing that much. I mean, if you know how to fight, yeah. For me, I would be like, I'm gonna need like. Way more money. I feel like I'll take a punch for $300. A punch? Yeah. Or like... Just one. Five punches. Because it's like three fights. It's like... I would take a punch for $300. (laughs) Yeah. But also, are they going to break anything on my face? Because that would take way more money to face. Yeah, I don't have insurance. Yeah. probably not... Yeah. Well, and even with insurance, I can't afford... (laughs) I can't afford to fix a broken eye socket (laughs) or even a broken nose. That's true. Uh, Those premiums, man. But this is the 80s. I mean... Cheap healthcare. (laughs) Uh, After one of the fights, she's told about a trainer from Bristol, Tennessee named Jim Martin... So Christy's like, all right, let's do this. Let's see if we can make a career out of this. Yeah, I mean, why not? And go to Tennessee. And let's just say the introduction isn't great. At this time, women don't box. Yeah, you know, like uh, they don't do a lot of things. Any sports, yeah. Nobody really cares about women. So, I mean, unless you're rolling around in like a pool full of mud, nobody gives a shit about seeing women fight. No. Women belong in the kitchen. Well, yeah. Jim, that's why we're recording in a kitchen. <laughs> I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, it's a dining room connected to a kitchen. But there's a table we're in the there. Dining room half. <laughs> we're in the dining room half. 
Jim says he was pressured by a promoter into training Christy, so he's going to do whatever he can just to get her out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, he's trying to, like, to the point scare he her off. He's just going to put her in a ring with one of his guys and tell him to bust her up. But Which, he like, what the fuck, cancels man? the fight because her mom was there. Moms, they will kick your ass. <laughs> and the other fighters are telling him, just give her a chance. Like, she came all the way out here. Clearly, she's interested. And Jim just says she's clumsy and slow, but she can take a fucking hit. Which is something you really want to hear. Like, <laughs> she can, I mean, she's, like, really I clumsy, but... it makes but more sense later on the in bitch the relationship. Can take a hit. It makes oh, yeah. more sense later. <laughs> so, needless to say, if you can take a punch, regardless of gender, people are going to be interested in training you. Jim introduces Christy to her new sparring partner, Jimmy Short Dog Maloney. I do love, love Jimmy. the nickname. <laughs> Jimmy's great in this. Also, Jimmy Maloney is a great name on its own. Like, why do you need a nickname in there? Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you on that one. So, because she's a woman, she feels she has to go harder than the guys because she wants to prove she can do it and then she's not gonna go anywhere. And Jim's stance now is I'm gonna make you the best woman fighter ever. Which is great and all, but again... Why can she not just be the greatest fighter? Also that. But again, at this time, women aren't boxing, and no one gives a shit about watching. Jim's calling other promoters, asking them to please put Christy in, and they're like, okay, but we're not paying her. Another promoter was nice enough to give them free tickets to sell, so in that match, Christy made 60 bucks. Ooh, big dollars. <laughs> she is ballin', man. After one of the fights, they kind of get caught up in the moment of the excitement and celebration and Jim and Christy kiss and this begins their romantic relationship. Ew. Which caught everybody by surprise because one there's a considerable age difference between them. It's like gag worthy. 25 year difference and two Christy has never really shown any interest in guys. Because of some secrets in the closet. And in 1991, they got married. Ew. It seemed like this was rushed. Yeah. It's definitely it be one of those, like, like a knot. Is she pregnant? Yeah. It's, it's very quick. And in 1994, Don King joins in this story. He's quite the character. He's a known thief, possible involvement in organized crime, double murderer, <laughs> And but also, you know, good old Don King. And also donates 2,000 free turkeys every Christmas season to needy South Floridians. So, great guy. One of the guys was shot in the back as he was robbing one of Don's gambling houses, and the other guy was stomped to death for owing him $600. But he donates free turkeys. I mean, $600 is $600. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not worth a life. But like Don King's in his 90s, and I'm still, like, iffy about bringing him up. <laughs> but he's a great boxing promoter so don, and he might kill us yeah don king has never asked a woman boxer to come down to his office to talk to him so this is some real deal shit you mean not even to like unless you're bringing him a drink he doesn't yeah. want you in there yeah i was gonna say you need not to bend over and shake yeah. her ass so she brings in a vhs tape that's where we're at with technology. Ah, uh, VHS. <laughs> to show him her moves, and the VCR doesn't work. So she gets up and shadow boxes for him. Which, that's gonna be awkward. Chloe <laughs> just, like, fake throw punches. Yeah. So weird. But she's 
so good that he signs her. There's a little hesitation to sign the contract without a lawyer looking at it, but Don King is basically like, you're only making a couple hundred per fight. How about making a couple thousand? But also mm-hmm. Don King is not, you yeah. can't trust him yeah. <laughs> when it comes but, to money. But it's basically like, he's like, you either sign it now or like, fuck off. Yeah. And when you're offered that kind of money and no one else is going to offer it, you take it. And by this time, she is 19-1-1 with her fighting record. So pretty impressive. Yeah. So now she's in the shining lights of Las Vegas, which is crazy because the furthest east she's gone at this point is Tennessee. (laughs) Mike Tyson talks about how he first heard about Christy in prison. And I love how he treats it so casual when this would have been when he's in prison for um, rape. (laughs) Just casually in prison. But yeah, he's so funny in the Hangover movies, even though he is a rapist. So, and also, let's never forget the whole biting in the ear. Let's incident. just say Crime and Sports has a three-part series on Mike Tyson. That's impressive. I don't think they have any other one with like a two-parter, and this dude gets threes. Each episode's about three hours long. Jesus Christ! So that's an entire day of just learning about this guy. It's a lot of crime. That's a whole whole day at work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Um, Mike Tyson has attended some of her fights once he was out and is so impressed with her that he insists she's going to be on the undercard for his March 16th, 1996 fight against Frank Bruno. Again, another great name. Christy is going up against Deirdre Gogarty, who is a Irish boxer that couldn't even legally fight in her home country because at the time it was banned for women. They might hurt their uterus. (laughs) What was that on? Was it trains women couldn't ride on because they might go so fast? That the uterus comes out of their body. (laughs) (laughs) We're just so gentle. Uh, Yeah, FYI, women's boxing wasn't an official Olympic sport until 2012. That's insane. 10 years ago. Like, that's disturbing. So, anyway, this is the first women's boxing match on pay-per-view, so it's absolutely bonkers with 1.37 million buys. Probably because they were hoping to see a boob. (laughs) But I was like, that's just buys. That doesn't mean, like, only one person is watching it per household. Like, it's a ton of eyes on her, even for this match. And that whole night with all the matches, her match is by far the best one. Oh, I'm sure. Like that's, she was a hell of a fighter. So she's immediately thrown into the media, the spotlight, everything. But of course, this is Vegas, so people are drinking and booing because nobody wants to watch women fight and pretend to be tough like the boys, and it quickly turns to cheers because this fight is incredible. Yeah, like, she's it is a just fucking back beast. and forth. And I think it also helped that Christy has a busted nose and is still fighting with blood pouring out of her face yeah she's like i'm not gonna quit it's great entertainment so yeah it was basically a fuck you we can do this too and christy wins so now the coal miner's daughter is 29 1 and 2 that's crazy it's insane you've only lost one fight So everyone knows who she is. She's on late night shows, talk shows, and the next month she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 
she doesn't even have to wear a bikini to be on the cover. <laughs> Hell yeah. And she definitely seems to get cocky at this point. She's mm, yeah. bad-mouthing the other fighters and saying some really horrible homophobic things and commenting on the other women's looks because she wears makeups and dresses. A uh, couple of quotes. First, she will have to prove to me and doctors that she is a woman and... You have a nice dress. This is the first time I've seen you dressed respectable, looking like a woman. She was a bit of a bitch. <laughs> and she understands the irony of all this, but this is the 90s where, even though it doesn't seem that long ago, homosexuality was seen as a bad thing. Yeah. And despite her past, she's married to a man, so she's definitely straight. Yeah, like totally not gay. <laughs> not a gay bone in her body. And she even says, I thought you said a gay boner. <laughs> There's also not one of those. <laughs> no gay banners. Boners. Boner. Banners. Boners. boners. Keep drinking. And she even says a lot of the mean things she was saying were sort of pushed by Jim. Yeah, just kind of prove that you're not gay. Spoiler alert, Jim's not a good guy. <laughs> just tell me about it. Um, I guess we just go ahead and shoot to 2001. It just... We're all over the place. Yeah, we don't talk that much about her career. Uh, November 17th, to be exact, she is up against Lisa Halloween, I think is how they say it, who is noticeably bigger than Christy and is also a world champion. So this is a serious it's, fight. Yeah, it's not looking good. And Christy wins and is now 44-2-2, which is insane. We have shot up to almost 50 fights. Like, that's... It's insane. <laughs> I've said it before and I will say it again. It's insane. Just hearing all these fights, all I can think about is like how much brain damage she's got to be suffering from. Uh, during this time, her marriage to Jim is used in the media as a PR stunt. Like, oh, look at the boxer married to her trainer. How sweet. Gag. Yeah. But this just puts a spotlight on her to where she feels she can't get away with him, get away from him, which is made worse by the fact that he's abusive to her. Like, super abusive. Yes. He can punch her and knock her out and make it look like they're just training, which is so unbelievably gross. Some red flags. More so because the way he describes it is almost like he's bragging. Like, I could hit her and these people just think we're training. Like, it's, it's not good. <laughs> he's a bad man. Um, so, yeah, he's... Waiting for someone to go, oh, great idea, and high-five him the way he talks about it. Like, he's just so smug about it. He needs a swift kick to the dick. Um, she wants a new trainer because she feels like Jim has taught her all he knows, and he could just keep abusing her to keep her in her place. Like, she's yeah. trying to break away. Which is true. Like, when you've been with someone that long, like, so you're kind of, you've reached a point. Like, there's yeah. nothing left. Yeah. In 2003, she wants to face off against uh, Layla Ali, which must have been shocking because, one, Layla Ali is a fucking giant. Yeah, she's definitely not big enough. No, you can't think about boxing without thinking of the Ali family. And three, Layla became interested in women's boxing because she saw one of Christie's matches. Not her dad, who is Muhammad Ali and, like, one of the first names. She watched Christie fight. Which is sweet, but then she, you know, 
so August 23rd, they're meeting up for the IBA female super middleweight title. And for the weigh-in, Christy has to wear baggy clothes and put quarters in her pockets, which I guess no one's really going to question that when there's all this money on the line. It's so against the law. Like, that yeah. is just completely unethical. Like to she try should, to make weigh-in. Yeah, she should not have been allowed to fight. She was not up to it. No. Um, I saw a recent picture of Layla Ali's son. Looks exactly like her dad. It's weird. That family genetics. Yeah, it's strong. Pretty early in the fight, Christy takes a hit to the head that obviously gave her a concussion. Like, you're watching this, and you're like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, she's she's not dazed. Uh, Jim just ignores it and won't take her out of the fight, so instead Christy has to quit and takes a knee in the fourth round. Like, what a piece of shit. Like, you're watching this fight, not and only, you're like, this isn't right. You need to take her out. Something not, is wrong. Not only is he her promoter, but that is her husband. Yes. And he's not looking out for her. No. Like, it was horrifying. The fact that, like, he just expected her to keep going and made her a quitter instead of just being yeah. like, you shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. He's a bastard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you have a brain injury? Eh, just keep fighting. Her sparring partner has tears in his eyes talking about that fight and Christy being hurt. And this is like 20 years ago. And even this dude is like, she should not have been through No, that. I like fucked him up. Yeah. So Christy's in the locker room and Jim isn't even in there checking to make sure she's okay. He's out doing interviews and shit. Like, again, does not care about her. This is his wife. Yes. This is only her third loss. And you're not, like, they're comforting her or anything. No, this is not something she's used to. So, again, we shoot forward a few years, this time to 2008. We see some home movies, and this house feels and looks like it's stuck in the 90s. Like, it was jarring. Ah, I just love the 90s. And it really feels like we're in the 90s because, hey, we got cocaine addiction. Just out of nowhere. I guess 8090. Um... Remember the old days when athletes were arrested for, like, cocaine? And now it's just, like, beating a wife or girlfriend or weed. And then they still, like, kind of get off with it. It's just, like... But I feel like the 90s, it was always cocaine. So they don't... And steroids. Yeah. They don't really get into specifics about when they got into coke. Uh, Just that Jim had a fighter he was training who gave up coke, and instead of flushing it down the toilet... He's thinking I'm going to try some. He just brings it over to Jim's house and leaves it there for him. Let's try some. I read an article. Let's do some Coke. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many pauses between that. It should just be, we should try some Coke. We should try Coke. You want to try Coke? Here's Coke. Let's do Coke. I got Coke. (laughs) You want some Coke? I got some Coke. Man, those were fun days. Um, I read an article that she said she started in 2007, just so you know. But some of those interviews she gave... She was probably before that. She was probably on the coke (laughs) a little bit before that. But just this article said it was 2007. Mm, People lie. Of course, Christy starts getting into it so she can have the energy to train because she's been fighting for years at this point. Could you imagine fighting on coke? Like when I'm on coke, I just want to like lay there and talk for six hours. On Netflix? No. Oh, there was one where she did coke and got in the ring and just snapped a woman's leg. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I was like, all I did was just clean and write. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just like laid there and talked for like <laughs> hours about like nothing. nothing. <laughs> just wouldn't stop talking. I don't think I slept. <laughs> Christy gets into it so she can train, and I guess he did it too. But he really started using the drugs as a way to control her. Yeah, just like hey, if you do like, well, like he you can have some gross coke. Gross enough. He's constantly videotaping her and forcing her to pour, perform sex acts. She really doesn't want to want to do. So their marriage is in shambles it's, at this point. It's a real solid relationship. She's, I can see why they got married. Yeah, she's addicted to coke. She's not winning like she used to. Shit is just falling apart. And Jim refuses to grant her a divorce. So I guess he forces her to put on a strap on. Yeah. He takes videos and pictures of it and tries to use that to embarrass her. But like. You told her to do this. Wouldn't that be embarrassing for, for you? you? Like I don't understand that logic. I had my wife fuck me in the ass. Yes, with her strap on. Who's that more embarrassing for? The I woman asked getting my wife to peg me. me. <laughs> what a weirdo she is. <laughs> yeah. Is so. Let's keep in mind that the one getting fucked is the one that's like shamed. That's so weird. I don't understand that. So, yeah, she, at this point, is like, okay, clearly you might be into dudes. I'm into women. Why are we still married? I just, for some reason, I thought of, like, the tea holes for the bee holes. <laughs> tea bowl for every bee Oh, hole. yeah, that's right. Tea bowl for every bee hole. <laughs> I remember living in a three-bedroom house with one toilet, and I was like, never again. It was horrible. No. I, I need a bathroom for... Especially if you're living with, like, another adult... It does not shit. work, yeah. Uh, sometime around March 2010, her girlfriend she had as a teenager sends her a Facebook message. Because we haven't really, Facebook. we haven't like really talked about the fact that like she was totally well, a closet lesbian. I mean, I say girlfriend, but it wasn't like they were official because, of course, it homosexuality was, yeah. didn't exist before 2010, as we know. Yeah, I mean, it was just totally, like, unheard of. Obviously, that's not true. It was, like, the devil's doing. Yeah. So, since they have this history together and this connection, they're able to just pick back up, like, no time has passed. Facebook Messenger really is for, like, ruining marriages. Yes. Not that this marriage should have, like, stayed together, but, like, God, if you find any old, like, connection on Facebook Messenger, like, your life is fucked. The Facebook search bar is just bad. It's dangerous. <laughs> like, do not look up people from high school. Just don't. No. Do it's... not get drunk and even open Facebook. No, it's it's bad. Don't do it. So, yeah, we don't really talk about it, but I guess they were dating as teenagers. It wasn't something, especially in West Virginia. Yeah, like... they were, like, really good friends, and they were, like... They both had feelings for each other, but obviously you can't express those because yeah. like what if you get turned down and well not even that like and outed. other people yeah if you get outed but I mean, they were both like people who don't accept it which i don't understand they were but... both they were like both on the basketball team and they were like you know both athletic and just like they had a lot of things in common and so they were just like really good friends who also secretly had, loved each other. Yes, had feelings for each other. Christy is very open to her and lets her know all about her abusive marriage and her drug addiction. Uh, some of this information I got from an ESPN article titled The Oof, The Remarkable Life and Near Death of Boxer Christy Martin. 
it's very long that i will link in the show notes um christy and sherry both agreed to meet up for lunch on november 18th 2010 in st augustine florida and during this time christy's phone is just blowing up with texts and calls from jim because of course he knows where he is she is of course he tracks yeah her. he's been like reading her messages i'm sure and has like tracking device on her and, and following cameras her yes in the home God. he's constantly spying on her knows everything and knows this is her high school ex she doesn't come back home so he knows he's losing control he decides to be an even bigger piece of shit by sending everyone she knows revenge porn which like that's the, the lowest fuck? thing you can do to somebody that is against the law sir it's also really stupid because why would she go back to you at this point you have nothing on her anymore yeah you literally gave your hand like you've done the worst thing to her reputation and told everyone also that she's a lesbian which is something she's been trying to keep a secret so she's like an open book at this point yeah there's nothing left to hide a couple days later, she meets up again with Sherry, and of course, Jim has followed her and texts her, I'm so close to you, I could touch you. Yeah. fucking scary. Gag. She leaves to go back home, and the last word she says to Sherry before leaving is, this motherfucker is gonna shoot me. It's like she knows her future. Yeah. November 23rd, 2010. She gets home, she's tired, has a headache, and goes to take a nap. She says she can hear Jim in the kitchen sharpening a knife the whole time. That's not, you know, any sign that you should leave. Does he normally do this? (laughs) Does he do the cooking? If my husband was doing that, I would immediately call the police and get out of the house. I'd be like, how do you know where the knife sharpener is? (laughs) Do you know what you're doing? didn't know you knew what that was. Um, she Are we wakes, having steak? Yeah. She wakes up and calls Sherry, and while she's on the phone with Sherry, Jim walks in. Like, this part gives me the shivers. She can see Jim has something he's holding behind his back, and when she questions him, he says, I gotta talk to you about something. And she's like, okay, well, let me finish up with Sherry after I'm done talking to her. And then she just says, I've gotta go. That's so creepy yeah like she hangs up the phone and immediately jim just starts stabbing her like it's like an insane horror movie and i love his statement to this is quote we got into a fight we fell to the floor okay jim is that what happened because let's get into what happened was the floor covered in knives (laughs) a gun because we'll get into that yeah so he stabs her four times, two of which punctured her lung with a nine-inch buck knife. He also, quote, slices at her leg, dragging the knife along her calf muscle, eight inches of flesh detached from the bone, flapping onto her ankle, dangling by a thread of skin. Ugh. I cannot stress enough how good the CSPN article is. It is very thorough. <laughs> yes. So during this, he cuts his hand on the knife, which... That's common in stabbings. Like, yeah. your hand's covered in blood. It's, it's going to get slide. slippery yeah. inside. Like, you can't get a good grip on Which it. Which is why I could never stab someone, because, like, I don't want to fucking cut my hands oh up. Oh, my God. No, that hurts so yeah, bad. Yeah, no. It's not for me. Um, so he walks away to take care of it, and she tries to get away and stumbles. He 
sees her trying to get up, he wrestles her to the floor and starts banging her head into the floor and onto a nearby dresser. Like, haven't you done enough, sir? I know. He then takes out her gun that she kept between the mattresses, and when she sees this, she kind of slaps at it, and the clip falls out. Jim then smashes her in the face with the butt of the gun, stands up, and shoots her in the chest. With the one gun, one bullet still in the chamber. He wipes down the knife with the t-shirt and puts the gun next to her body. It's a suicide. (laughs) She slipped on a knife and the gun went off. It happens. She's got this. I hate this part. She's begging him to call 911. And according to her, she says, quote, Jim walked away, returned to the room holding an unplugged landline phone and pretended to punch the buttons and saying, I can't get it to work. I wonder why. Fucker. Like, oh, my God. Well, you're just bleeding out. And having trouble breathing because has been doing she has a punctured lung. (laughs) Yes. So once he's satisfied that she's going to die, he goes to take a shower. She's amazing. She grabs the gun and drags her body out of the house and into the street. One car passes her, which I can imagine seeing this woman covered in blood holding a gun. I would think I was in a horror movie. On. Yeah. But she manages to get the next guy to stop. She throws the gun into the front seat and gets into the back, begging him to drive before Jim realizes she's missing and also apologizing for bleeding all over his back seat. Rick Cole is a fucking angel. He's very calm on the 911 call for having this woman covered in blood jumping in and placing a gun in the passenger seat. Like, I did not shoot her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she shot me. He's like, I ain't fucking doing it. <laughs> she jumped in. I don't know this woman and I didn't do it. Uh, Her husband did it. I am not her husband. So where's Jim? He got out of the shower, put on a pair of boxers, his jewelry, and went looking for a clean shirt when he realized that, uh uh-oh, she's clearly not dead because she's missing. Oh, no. So he takes off and was finally found a week later hiding out in a shed behind a vacant house. It's just so hilarious. Yeah, one of the guys said we found him because we could smell his cologne, so we knew he was nearby. He's probably one of those fuckers that, like, bathes in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and I believe he still had the knife and might have stabbed himself, because I read something about they had to take him to the hospital for a stab wound. I'm not sure. Um, I couldn't find much about his arrest. It was more like this dude tried to kill his wife, not so much about what had happened. As it should be. The media picks up the story with the headline, Boxer Christy Martin's husband allegedly tried to kill her over a lesbian affair. Allegedly. The woman's been stabbed four times and but shot But it might have chest. been because she was a lesbian. I mean. So Kat's definitely out of the bag on her being gay. Like, I feel like the revenge porn was definitely like a step towards that anyway. Yeah. So, not sure why they needed to put Boxer in her name, because that's an incredible story, regardless of someone famous or not. Like, yeah, I'd read the article whether oh I God, knew their yes. name or not. So, Jim has been telling her all these years that she could never divorce him or be open about her sexuality because the world and fans would turn their back on her, and that's absolutely the opposite of what happens. Because at this point, nobody gives a shit about who you love, as long as they're of age. I think that's... Yeah, I mean... Who fucking cares? 
her mom apparently had more of an issue with her daughter being a lesbian than marrying a man 25 years older, but that part I don't get. Well, I mean, and the fact that, like, she came to her parents and said, he has cameras all over the house. He's abusing me. And and they're just they're like, just, oh, Jim wouldn't do that. Her dad being like, that's her business. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stay out of her marriage. Like, It almost reminded me, did you ever watch uh, Burning Bed? No. With Farrah Fawcett? Oh. That was one of those based on a true story where, like, he's beating the shit out of her. So she's finally like, all right, I'm going to my parents. Like, I'm done with this. And they're just like, well, you know. You just got to work through your marriage. There's tough times. I just, like, if my if my child came to me and they said, he's abusive, he has cameras everywhere, he's always watching me, like, I don't have a minute of to myself kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd be like, do you want to move in with me? Like, we'll get you out of this. Like, yeah. you don't have to be with him. Like, and for her dad to just be like, eh, it's her life. But then once this comes out, like, her dad and her brother are like driving around trying to find Jim so they could kill him. Oh yeah, like he. I think you had he, warnings to this. I think he even cried a little bit on camera about mm-hmm. how like he felt guilty or whatever. And like, I'm not saying he should feel guilty, but he should feel guilty yeah. because like that's your child. Like she's asking for help, and, and just, you ignored her. Yeah, like that's sad. So once she gets out of the hospital, all she is worried about is healing and getting back to training because she still wants to fight. Which is amazing. This woman has been stabbed four times and shot in the chest. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want Jim to win. Like, she wants to show she's she can overcome anything. Yeah, like, she's going to come out on top. She gets into contact with her former cut man, Miguel Diaz, and asks if he'll train her. FYI, because I didn't know, a cut man is the guy you see cleaning up the blood Slapping on the Vaseline, shoving the Q-tips up the nose. I had no idea. Yes, that's a cut man. (laughs) I'm going to start calling myself that whenever I deal with my kids' (laughs) boo-boos. Hey, I got you. I'm your cut man. (laughs) He thinks she's asking for training, like, at a future time. Like, six months from now, we'll start training. She's like, no, I'm out of the hospital and the stitches are still there, but it's cool. He agrees, not realizing she means, let's start training tomorrow because she wants to get her 50th win. Which I'm like, yeah, that would suck. You're sitting at 49 wins. On June 4th, 2011, at the Staples Center in L.A., she goes up against Dakota Stone, which is insane because November 23rd is when she's attacked, and now we're in June. Dude, you gotta give your body more time. Like, I'm <laughs> really insane. drunk right now, but, like, stitches take a while to close. <laughs> I've never been stabbed or shot. <laughs> I have not either, but I have had <laughs> boo-boos that required stitches. Yes. And it takes a bit of time. Yeah. I'm still, like, the kid will kick me where the C-section scar is, and I'm still like, ah, it's kind of sore. And that was almost three years ago. <laughs> so, I don't know much about boxing, but, I mean, it. she seems to be doing well for somebody in her 40s, but she was also stabbed and shot. I don't know. How much healing time you would really need? That takes a lot. Uh, Dakota wins by a TKO with 51 seconds left in the fourth round because Christy broke her fucking hand. Yeah, and it was hard to watch. Like, that hand was fucking broke, man. Yeah, she said it looked like gravel. Ugh. <laughs> like, you just hear that description and you're like, oof. 
You can hear the sound her hand is making. Meanwhile, when I was watching this, I was suffering from cramps, just laying on the couch, wanting to die. (laughs) And here she is going through all this. Same. I have a hangnail. I'm going to need, like, some time (laughs) off. So it's sad to see her lose, but it's sweet to see Sherry by her side at the fight, like, crying for her. It's a huge difference from the way Jim would have supported her. Seriously, like the man sent his wife to like die. She has to have surgery on her hand and which should have been two hours takes seven hours because she like suffered a stroke during surgery. Which is fucking like insane. Sherry and her decide to break up because I mean, there's a difference from dating as kids and dating like in your 40s. Yeah. But because she needed. I've changed a lot since high school. (laughs) Because she needed recovery after the stroke, Sherry stays and helps her. Which, that's sweet. And even supports her through the upcoming trial, which leads us to April 12th, 2012. Jim's trial. And, of course, he's kind of claiming self-defense because she's a boxer. But, like, she was stabbed four times. Sliced that deep cut on her leg that apparently you could see everything. That is not something you, like, do during suicide. Had her head smashed into a dresser, shot in the chest with a bullet, only missing her heart by a few inches. But he's got a couple of cuts on his hands and arms, so clearly self-defense. No, that's fucking murderer wounds. It's He says it's a he said, she said. There is no he said, she said. (laughs) And then something about, like, he didn't mean to hurt her, and at one point he says he didn't stab her. And that the gun misfired? So the gun somehow put all those stab wounds in her. Yeah, like, okay, can you explain the four stab wounds, sir? <laughs> it was the gun, you know. I mean, The gun stabbed they her. They can't figure out what happened to JFK, how many shots and who shot what. So clearly this is the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and her testimony. There was testi- a second shooter. Her testimony is amazing. She's, like, stone cold face telling the jury what happened. And the irony is... She's wearing a peace necklace when she states, You shot me with my own gun, basically point blank, and guess what, motherfucker? I walked out. Amazing. Uh, And she comes to the realization that she already got her 50th win by surviving the attack, which... Seriously. Yeah. It's not every day that someone gets stabbed four times and shot in the chest. Yeah. Like, when I heard that she was shot, I was like, well, this bitch is dead. With her own gun. That's fucked. The jury comes Fool back me once. <laughs> with a verdict of guilty of attempted second-degree murder, which I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, like, she heard him sharpening degree? the knife before he attacked her. It feels pretty premeditated. He makes it a point to say he didn't flinch when he was found guilty, which just makes him seem more callous. Yeah, like, okay, you you don't have a soul. Yeah. And she says, oh, and he says she's the worst thing to ever happen to him, even though she asked for a divorce multiple times. She was trying to get away. Yeah, like, maybe just sign the papers next time. Fuck. Like, again, he needs a kick to the dick. I would like to point out that, like, divorce is so much fucking easier than trying to murder your spouse. Like, so much easier and cheaper too Mm -hmm. in the long run yeah oh yeah so two months later he is sentenced to 25 years in prison and if he lives long enough he'll be 92 years old when he gets out 
Yeah. I've never wanted someone to die sooner. Yeah. He is serving his sentence in Graceville, Florida, and is apparently in poor health and has suffered a stroke, which... Good for him. Yeah. Her last fight was August 14th, 2012, against Mia St. John, where she lost, but her record stands at 49-7-3. Which is amazing. Still amazing. She married Lisa Holloway on November 25th, 2017, which is shocking. Which, can we talk about the fact that, like, this is the woman that she was like, I'm gonna need you to prove that you're a woman. Yeah, so mean to her. Like, the the shit she said made me feel guilty. I remember hearing it and going, oh, no. (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? You can't talk like that. No. Like, that's not allowed. But they're fucking adorable together. You could definitely tell how in love they are with each other. Uh, She's just so ironic. Like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Is that ironic? Uh, From the article, Lisa said that the first words Christy ever said to her was, good luck getting knocked the fuck out. So... It's just funny the way they talk about how they first met. Like, when we first met, she punched me. Well, well, kids, one time your mommy said (laughs) that I should probably have the doctor verify that I'm a woman. (laughs) And from that moment on, we were just soulmates. So Christy is the CEO of Christy Martin Promotions. In 2016, she became the first female boxer inducted into the Nevada boxing hall of fame and in 2020 she was inducted into the internationally international boxing hall of fame so hell yeah she's still involved with boxing and it's her life all because of a dare it's crazy god i wish someone would dare me to make millions <laughs> but yeah i thought it was it was good because it's like where are we going with this and just it was definitely i was not expecting that just walking in and just stabbing her right away no warning just like we need to talk about some things just the hiding it behind his back and like she can tell there's something back there don't ever hide a knife from me like oh oh, i'm not gonna stab you first off (laughs) thank you you're welcome yeah that's gonna do it for this week bye bye Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at doctomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.